Welcome to episode two of Catch you Outdoors. I'm your host, Captain Rob Modis. Technically speaking, this is story number one. The producers of the podcast consider the trailer I ran a few days back as episode one. So thus, today is episode two. Today's subject is going to be about books. Well, specifically fictional mysteries that revolve mostly around Florida. More about that in just a few minutes. First, I'm happy to say that I finally took the step that I've been thinking about for several months now, thanks to the push from many friends and family. The show will cover all things outdoors, including but not limited to fishing, beaching, coastal dining, hiking, tropical garden, etc., etc., etc. My interests and hobbies are very broad, and I hope to give you tips on all the above at one time or another. This show is based out of Florida, so that'll be that'll be most of the focus of each episode. What I hope to be weekly episodes, as a matter of fact. However, I happen to love travel, so that'll also come into play. There are only five states in the good old U.S. of A. that I haven't been to, but my travels have also taken me to um, the Bahamas, Mexico, and Europe. Before we get started, just a little bit about me. For those of you who have no idea who I be, I was born in Williamsburg, Virginia. The family relocated to Clearwater, Florida in 1959. To say I fell in love with the salt and the sand would be a serious understatement. Clearwater is where my love of fishing and the outdoors began. I'm now a retired charter fishing captain. I began part-time guiding in the late 90s in the Miami area. After obtaining my captain's license, and at that time I was working as an IT manager for the state's largest bank. I was transferred to the Fort Myers area, that's Lee County, in 2001, and soon thereafter I was let go during what I like to call the great banking mergers and downsizing. After doing my share of job hunting, I decided to do what I love, take people fishing. I formed Soulmate Charters, and that move changed my life. I retired from guiding in 2015 due to my health. The beast got me. Cancer. I'm doing okay. Been fighting ever since and will continue to do so. While guiding, I hosted my own radio fishing show. 11 years. Hard to believe. (laughs) 11 years. In Fort Myers on the local ESPN radio network in 2020, my wife Janelle and I moved back to the east coast of Florida, back to Fort Lauderdale, to pursue her career. Okay, enough of the introductions. You can find more out about me and the show at catchyoutdoors.com. I encourage listeners to submit email questions to me. I'll be happy to answer those on the next show or via email, whichever is more convenient. If you're interested in advertising opportunities, don't hesitate to contact me via email. Email is catchyoutdoors at gmail.com. That's catchyoutdoors at gmail.com. Today's subject, books. And, and the weird thing about this subject is I actually have a whole nother episode already written and ready to go. And then I, I got this notion. And some of my fishing friends will tell you when Rob gets a notion on the water, you really need to start paying attention. I'm not bragging. It's just one of those weird things that comes to you like, I should go here and I should go there now. And there's if there's any other captain listening to this, he knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's from being on the water a lot. You, you key on things. Well, I picked this article up out of a box in the storage room that we have. I had saved it over the years. It was in the Courier-Journal out of Louisville, Kentucky back in 1987. It's actually shared uh, through the LA Times. And it's about John D. MacDonald. 
who I consider to be one of the best writers of all time. Um, he does an enormous amount of pulp fiction, mysteries, things like that. But, but all in all, he does the greatest writing of all is the Travis McGee series. And Travis McGee is a, um, an observer, a mystery man, a mystery solver, et cetera, et cetera. I, it's, he's, he's a man's man. These books started in 1964, and the last one I want to say was published in 85. i got to go back and look that up, but I'm pretty sure that's right. That's The Lonely Silver Rain. There are 20 books. Uh, no, 21. I would highly suggest if you get into the John D. McDonald books, the uh, Travis McGee novels, as they're referred to. But they're based out of Florida. They're based here right at the East Coast, as a matter of fact. Fort Lauderdale was the home base of Travis McGee. And they, they, they share so much observation about Florida and the way things were and the way things were going that it's, it's like prophecy. It's unbelievable how he talks about things. Even today when you read the books, you go, gosh, he was so right on the money. The mysteries are intricate. They're fun. Uh, they have surprise endings, which all good mysteries should have. And I'll be honest with you, there's a very, very few mystery novels I've read twice. I have read the entire Travis McGee series three times from beginning to end. Again, starting with book number one and working your all the way down to The Lonely Silver Rain. All the books in the series are done with a color in the title, so they're easy to recognize from most of his other books, and I'll get into that in just a second. But uh, book number one is The Deep Blue Goodbye, again, published in 1964. Oddly enough, his first four books, this is how prolific this guy was, were published in 1964. So The Deep Blue Goodbye, Nightmare in Pink, A Purple Place for Dying, and The Quick Red Fox were all done in 64. And I, well, I've just started being an author myself, and I just find that absolutely amazing that he could turn out that much material in that short of amount of time. The books are readily available online, of course, Amazon. Uh, some bookstores carry them. They carry the paperbacks. Uh, you can find them because they're so popular. And, of course, there's Kindle versions available as well. So enjoy. Now, the Travis McGee novels weren't the only thing John D. McDonald wrote. As a matter of fact, I went and looked it up. He has 43 additional novels that were all written in the 50s, early 60s, all the way up to about 1984, 85. All of these are along the same lines. A great many of them are Florida-based. A great many of them are beach-based. Uh, they're mystery novels. Uh, classic pulp fiction is what they really are. One in particular that stands out, I know Janelle and I enjoy this quite a bit, A Flash of Green. Uh, it's a political treachery novel about Florida, <laughs> private greed, you, you name it. Um, and it also became a motion picture, so it's available as, as, a, as a movie. As a matter of fact, a great many of his books became movies or were written into movies with other titles. The movie Man Trap from 1961 was actually a novel of McDonald's called Soft Touch. Uh, the Executioners was filmed in 1962 as Cape Fear with Gregory Peck and Robert Mitchum. The TV film Condominium was based on John McDonald's novel. Featured Dan Haggerty and Barbara Eden. Sam Elliott played Travis McGee in the TV, TV adaptation of The Empty Copper Sea, which is actually a Travis McGee novel. And in 1984, 
the book I already mentioned, The Flash of Green, which featured Ed Harris. All are great. I've actually seen quite a few of these old shows. One of the nice things about streaming video now on YouTube and everywhere else is you can actually go back and pick up an awful lot of this stuff and, and watch it. So John D. McDonald, check it out. Uh, by all means, read the series, the Travis McGee series. If you're a Florida nut, beach nut, boat nut, fishing nut, an observation type person of human interaction, <laughs> it's, it'll be right up your alley. Uh, I've talked about it so much now, I'm thinking about going back and reading the whole thing, the whole series again. Next on the list, remember now, this is Captain Rob's favorites. <laughs> Y'all can delve into these at any time. James W. Hall. Um, I, I, I look at him as the next in line after we lost John D. McDonald. James W. Hall is, uh, a, again, a Florida writer. He writes about his mystery novels take place mostly in the Florida Keys. He has a central character, very similar to John D. McDonald's Travis McGee. The guy's name is Thorne. And um, the very first novel, Undercover of Daylight, uh, came out in 87, which is right about the time we lost John D. McDonald. Um, he really does pick it up. And, I, and I'm not kidding you. This is not a copycat. This is, this is his own route. Um, his character is, uh, has a lot more problems. Uh, he's good at solving stuff. He's a bit more violent than John D. McDonald's uh, Travis McGee. Uh, but all in all, it's just, it's, it's, it's really, it was really great for me personally. Once McDonald was gone, I thought, gosh, no more Travis McGee novels. Now what? And then along comes James W. Hall. I'm a little biased. I've met him a couple of times. I've had lunch with him uh, over in West Palm Beach. That's another story for another time. But uh, he's really, really good at what he does. Um, I'm going to read this little thing off the back of his first book. As a young child, Thorne survived the hit-and-run accident that killed both his parents. Years later, he settled the score his way, but never defeated the guilt. Now in Florida's torrid, drug-ridden keys, violence once again strikes too close to home. This time, Thorne finds himself with a passionate and angry woman at his side and dope-dealing hitmen at his back. This time, Thorne can leave vengeance to luck, or once again, against his conscience, become an avenging killer. I love that kind of stuff. So, Undercover of Daylight. There's a series of 15 books. His most recent release was Bad Axe, A-X-E. Love the title. Uh, but you should read them in order. This is another one where Thorne carries through and previous characters carry through with Thorne. So it's pretty important that you start at the top under cover of daylight and then work your way down through them. They're all quite good. Um, I, I reread Undercover of Daylight and I reread, there was another one, I, oh, Blackwater Sound. I love that one. That's, uh, I consider that probably one of his best of the... Uh, of the Thorne novels. He's also written quite a few other novels, just like John D. McDonald. There's all kinds of filler stuff. There's different characters. He's very prolific. So I suggest you look his name up online and perhaps there's something else that'll, that'll float your boat. Uh, but, but don't miss out on the Thorne series. It's, it's really quite good. Again, that's James W. Hall available, Amazon, uh, and of course, Kindle. Next on the list is Carl Hyacin. I dare you to spell his last name. <laughs> so I'm going to spell it for you now, so it'll be easier for you to look it up when you're looking for his books. H-I-A-A-S-E-N. Hyacin. H-I-A-A-S-E-N. Carl Hyacin. 
Um, fictional novels, mysteries, based in Florida mostly. Um, he's an original Floridian, actually. He's from Plantation, Florida, which is right over here by me, um, Fort Lauderdale suburb. Uh, I believe he, well, I know, I think he attended school at the University of Florida, but don't hold me to that. I remember reading that somewhere. Uh, he eventually wound up at the Miami Herald as an investigative reporter. And one of the interesting things about that is that is where a lot of the weirdness in his novels comes from. And he readily admits that. Uh, I've been to several talks of his, and if you get a chance to go, he's fascinating to say the least. Uh, but He'll read these weird, weird characters, and Hyacinth admits during his talks that that was a real person. He, that was actually somebody they investigated or got written up in, a, uh, in an article in the paper involving murder and mayhem and whatever. So um, uh, I find that interesting. Uh, the first book that I read was Tourist Season, um, and then uh, shortly after that, a book called Double Whammy. Now, those were kind of in reverse order for some people. Some people, Double Whammy came first, and then they read Tourist Season. But the reality is Tourist Season was actually his first book. It's hilarious. It's, it's not very nice to tourists. Let's just put it that way. If you're a local Floridian, you'll get chuckles. If you're from out of state, you may not think it's all that funny. I've read it at least twice. <laughs> Might be three times. No offense. No offense to anybody from up north. Um, Double Whammy is really good. Uh, that's about the crooked side of bass tournaments. And um, that's all I'm going to tell you. You'd have to read it all to figure out what all is going on there. But he's done a whole lot of these really, really good good novels. Uh, eventually, Strip Tease became a movie that starred Demi Moore. You may have seen that. Not the greatest movie. I think Burt Reynolds is in that one, too. Not the greatest movie on earth, but it was kind of fun to watch. Uh, but on down the list, let's see, I'm, I've got a list in front of me. It looks to me like you've got about at least 14, 15 novels, the latest being Squeeze Me, which came out in 2020. Um, he also wrote a book for children called Hoot, which later became a movie, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, and the uh, soundtrack's done by Jimmy Buffett. And those of you that know me and know how much I love Buffett music and, you know, beach music, obviously I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shine to that one. My favorite nonfiction that he wrote, nonfiction uh, book that he wrote, was The Downhill Lie. It's a short little book about golfing, and uh, I'm an awful golfer. I have tried. I really have, and I just can't seem to get any better at it. My short game is not bad. My long game is horrible. Uh, but anyway, uh, The Downhill Lie is certainly worth the read if you want to pick that one up. An interesting note about Hyacinth is he is a fly fishing nut. Um, he loves to go down to the Florida Keys and fish uh, the Alamorado waters all the way down into Key West. Um, he, he is a customer of the famous Captain Steve Huff. For those of you that don't know who that gentleman is, Steve Huff is, is considered by many of us, including me, as the best guide in the world. He's, he's amazing, and he's certainly the best guide in Florida. Um, Steve Huff only has a, a very short list of customers, I want to say, I remember reading somewhere that it was 50 or less. It could, it could be less than that. Um, and they sign up with him every year, years in advance. So basically, um, <laughs> man, oh man, how I wish I could have reached that point in my guiding uh, um, career. Anyway, so 
that ties together. When you read the Hyacinth novels, he knows an awful lot about Florida. He knows a lot about fishing. He knows a lot about the criminal side of it and what's going on because of his writing, his characters taking on. But what's really important to me about the Hyacinth novels is they are, are funny. They're hilarious. If you're reading it in a crowd, if you're sitting on an airplane, you're on the beach where there's a group of people nearby, the pool, and you start chuckling, you're going to get stares because it is hard not to laugh at his novels. They are really, really good and really, really funny. It would be horribly remiss of me to not have Randy Wayne White on the list. Randy Wayne White's a local boy in the Fort Myers area, uh, Sanibel Island, Pine Island. He's lived in several locations uh, on the west coast of Florida in the Lee County area. Uh, he, again, I have a fondness for this guy because he was a former fishing guide. He was a tarpon guide and worked out of uh, Tarpon Bay, Tarpon Bay Marina, which is now owned by the government. <laughs> it's a uh, it's changed a lot, but in the day when uh, Randy was going after tarpon, that was the hot spot. That's where you went to get a guide over on Sanibel to go fishing. And Randy also worked for um, worked as a writer for Outside Magazine. Not long after that, uh, he wrote actually he wrote several what I call pre-novels under a different name, but eventually he came out with a book called Sanibel Flats. And I have often said, even back on my radio show when I happen to mention, The Sanibel Flats is one of my favorite mystery novels. As a matter of fact, in the top 100 mystery novels of all time, it is listed. So it's on that list. Um, Randy had a, a real knack, has a real knack. I shouldn't say had. He is still writing. Randy has a knack for writing uh, what he knows. And if you've ever boated in Pine Island Sound in the dark, or you've ever thrown a cast net, or you've ever hooked a tarpon, or anything that's related to technical fishing, um, Randy puts that in the book in a way that when you read it, you go, man, that guy has been there. He didn't, he didn't just read that and then fit it into the book from uh, a book knowledge. He, he, was, he was standing on the bow of the boat, or he was driving the boat in the dark. And I've always admired that because all of his novels are kind of moved that way. But Sanibel Flats is his first, and it's fantastic. It's, it's really, really good. His main character is Doc Ford. Sound familiar? It should. There's restaurants around <laughs> the Fort Myers area. Doc Ford, yep, that's the guy. Um, Doc Ford is uh, a supposed biologist. I say that because he has some sort of underlying espionage-type, CIA-type mystery built into him, but he's the main character. He's the one that runs around solving mysteries all up and down the uh, west coast of Florida, into South America. Sometimes he travels into the Keys, sometimes north, or every now and then. Uh, but the books are really good. Um, I, I just looked it up before I started talking about this. He has actually 24 of them. Uh, so Sanibel Flats is number one all the way down through them. And I've read I, I, Sanibel Flats is clearly my favorite. I'm going to say I've read it probably three times at least. Um, I consider it probably one of the best beach books in the business as far as just sitting on the beach and enjoying a novel. He also started writing books with a female um, lead, which I personally could never do. I No, I mean... I love gals. I love my wife. I understand women. I got three daughters for crying out loud. But <laughs> writing a whole book with a 
a male writing a book about a woman as a character to me is like really going out there. But he did it. Uh, he did it in an extremely well, a terrific way. Uh, her name is Hannah Smith. They're called the Hannah Smith Novels. They start with a book called Gone, and that's in 2012. Uh, then Deceived, Haunted, and Seduced. They're one-word novels. Gone, Deceived, Haunted, and Seduced. His most recent was uh, published in 2016. So I got to give him kudos for that. I really do. So please check him out. Check out Randy Wayne White. He's a local to the people on the West Coast. He's a Floridian. Uh, he really understands the uh, the protagonist, the, the, the bad guy, you know. Um, and the mysteries are multifaceted to where when you get to the end, you're often surprised. And I love surprise endings. Not only can you pick his books up on Amazon, uh, print or Kindle, but you can also go to one of the Doc Ford restaurants and they have them for sale at the counter along with other goodies like T-shirts and stuff like that. So be sure to check that out. Next on the list is Tim Dorsey. As funny or funnier than Carl Hyacin. That's, that's, every time I think about Tim Dorsey, I just think, man, this guy is a total crack up. And he really is. Uh, he's born in Indiana. Came to Florida with his family when he was only a year old. Kind of reminds me of me, except I was five. He grew up in Riviera Beach. That's over near uh, West Palm Beach. It's a little bit north of West Palm Beach, over here on the east coast of Florida. He attended Auburn University, became the editor of the Auburn Plainsman, which is their student newspaper. Uh, graduated in 83 with a bachelor's degree in transportation, of all things. But then he started writing. And uh, he wound up in Tampa and became a reporter for the Tampa Tribune. He, the, that, that paper is a, where a lot of his Florida stuff came from, his Florida knowledge and the way Florida works politically, um, you know, just the weirdness. The weirdness of Florida is the only way to put it. And that's what he liked to write about. Um, he wore a lot of hats with the Tribune, worked at the Tallahassee Bureau, uh, he was an editor, night metro editor, news coordinator. He did a lot of stuff, but during all this craziness, the books came out. There are 24 Surge Storm books. That's the character name, Surge Storm. Get it? <laughs> yeah, it's Florida. That's a Florida joke. That's for hurricane people. The, I'll give you a few titles just to give you an idea of where this is going. Florida Roadkill. Yep, that's the book. And then Torpedo Juice came out. Gator A Go Go, one of my favorites. No Sunscreen for the Dead. <laughs> Naked Came the Florida Man. And so on and so on. You cannot go wrong with a Tim Dorsey book to enlighten, to liven up your day, to, to, to make you laugh, basically, just to make you laugh. He's, he's a very, very funny guy. Uh, his observations of Florida on paper are extremely good and highly recommended. So be sure to check him out. That's Tim Dorsey. Another really funny writer, again, another observer, uh, would have to be Dave Barry. Um, I used to love reading his um, column that he had in the Miami Herald. It was, it was without a doubt one of, one of the highlights of, uh, of living over here, as a matter of fact. And when Jonelle and I moved over to the west coast of Florida, over to the Fort Myers area, we still followed him on a regular basis. Um, but he's, he's really hilarious. He has a number of books. Uh, I guess his most outstanding award 
according to him, was he was elected class clown of his high school back in 1965. During the 70s, he was a copy editor at the Associated Press's office in Philadelphia, uh, but it was a humorous guest column he wrote in 1981 for the Philadelphia Inquirer that got him noticed by Gene uh, Weingarten, uh, the editor for the Miami Herald Sunday magazine called Tropic, which, by the way, was one of the best Sunday magazines ever produced, in my opinion. And then get this. Barry won a Pulitzer Prize for commentary in 1988. Now, unlike all the other authors I've already mentioned, he really didn't have what I'd call like a series or, or you know, a, a central character. Um, as a matter of fact, he has far more nonfiction books than he has fiction. Uh, in the fiction, I read Big Trouble and enjoyed it. It was, it was really a very well-written book and, and fun. But in the nonfiction is really where his strength lies. So if you're looking for books about uh, happenings in Florida and the weirdness of Florida and the funny things in Florida, then, then you, should, you should definitely check Dave Barry out. Um, one book that comes to mind, Holmes and Other Black Holes, I relate that to boats. You know, it could have been entitled Boats or Yachts and Other Black Holes. Stay Fit and Healthy Until You're Dead was another good one. The titles are, are, are really funny, uh, but are available on Amazon and available on Kindle. So be sure to check him out. Dave Barry uh, is a local and just an extremely good author. Tom Corcoran, 12 novels, some fiction, some nonfiction. The Mango Opera was the first one I read, and I loved it. The main character is Alex Rutledge, and Alex Rutledge is a, a crime photographer. I'll get to why that's so here in just a minute. But Alex Rutledge goes out, takes pictures of crimes, specifically around Key West and the Keys, and then, of course, looks at the photo later on and goes, man, there's something much more to this than, than the, what the detectives have figured out. I think I'm going to investigate a little more thoroughly, and it makes for very interesting reading. Um, why a photographer? Tom Cochran, or Corcoran, I'm sorry, Tom Corcoran, is really, really, I mean, he, he is one of the photographers in the Key West area. What he's, what he's most famous for in my book is he actually shot seven of the cover photos for Jimmy Buffett albums. He and Jimmy Buffett were very good friends. As a matter of fact, he even co-wrote a couple of songs with Jimmy Buffett. I believe the song Fins was one of them. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I know there were at least two that he co-wrote with him. The stories are great. They're Keys-based. Uh, Corcoran's got a lot of inside knowledge on the Florida Keys. Uh, you want to do something interesting, follow him on Facebook. He has a fabulous Facebook page, and it usually has old photographs of the early keys and all the associations with friends and the artists and, and people that hung out in the keys back in the 60s and 70s. Uh, that's actually how Tom Corcoran met Jimmy Buffett. Um, so be sure to check those out. They're, they're really, really good books, and I enjoy reading them. Of course, there's many others. If you do what I did before I started this this morning, I, I went in and I just typed in Florida Keys Writers, and then I wrote Florida Mystery Writers, and oh my gosh, I couldn't believe how many people popped up. Some I've heard of and some I haven't. And one of the fun things about the ones that you haven't heard of are the ones that you probably ought to just go on and grab a book, especially in the light of Kindle. Kindle uh, has all, you know all kinds of options for like freebies, or if you buy one, you get one free or something. That, that's where you get to try one of these things, uh, try one of these new authors, and see if you like 
uh, where they're coming from and, and what they wrote. There are a few that I want to mention real quick. Lawrence Sanders passed away quite a while ago. He wrote some really outstanding Florida novels. Elmore Leonard. Most folks recognize that name because Elmore Leonard has done a lot of really great uh, writing for film. And there are a lot of Elmore uh, Leonard movies out there that a lot of us enjoy watching, mostly based in Florida, uh, especially the East Coast and the Miami area. Ed uh, Buchanan. I, you know, I was looking at Edna Buchanan, and it didn't really ring a bell. I mean, I, I knew the name, but I didn't realize how prolific she was. She wrote a lot of novels that, uh, again, have a lot to do with the East Coast of Florida, down into the Keys, uh, sand on your feet kind of stuff. And again, extremely well written. I'm sure there are many, many others out there, as I've mentioned before. So do your research and check them out. Otherwise, start with what I've given you and uh, run with it. If you're a Florida person, you like visiting Florida, you like living in Florida, um, all of these authors that I've mentioned will be a lot of fun to take with you on trips to the beach, uh, perhaps a chair in the backyard or on your porch. I, you know, that's what I do. I like, you know, I'll, I'll take them to the beach. I'll sit out back on the porch in my garden and just and just read. And, and they're, it, it kind of puts me back into that Florida mood. For those of you who live up north, <laughs> it's cold. Wintertime comes around. You're looking for that little touch of warmth. Get you a Florida mystery novel. Um, it's, it'll make all the difference in the world. It really will. Well, folks, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please tell a friend. You can reach me, Captain Rob, at catchoutdoors at gmail.com. All questions and ideas for future podcast subjects are more than welcome. Questions will be answered via email or on the very next show or both. The podcast is hosted by Anchor, distributed by Spotify. Facebook page is Catch You Outdoors. Website is catchoutdoors.com. Until next time, folks, get outdoors and enjoy. <laughs>